Hello and thank you for listening to Alucotron Free Radio Station. Today's subject is callousness. My American experience, baby. Wow, I heard that Alex published a book, his first book. It's an American experience, and I'm happy that he did that. And he dedicated that book to me, which is fantastic. I don't know that I deserve it, but he did it for me, and that's amazing. Well, can't wait to read it. Get it and read it. I'm, I'm amazed. I can't believe Alex always surprised me. American Experience is not just a book, it's a collection of my precious writings. It's a treasure box filled with wisdom and experience that I endure being in the United States since 1990. My American Experience, it's a work of inspiration and I deeply believe that everyone reading this book will not only get inspired, but will have an unbelievable experience, a learning experience. Thank you for reading my book. My American experience is not merely compelling reading. It is a lesson of life to be treasured for a thousand eternities. Spirituality and versatility in action. You are listening to Alucotron Free Radio Station. Get ready. Game over. Don't get brainwashed. Don't get keep your mind The answer is always I'm fine. I got no money, but I'm fine. My back hurts, but I'm fine. My child is failing in school. Oh, but I'm fine. My husband is cheating on me, yet I'm fine. My house burned down, but guess what? I'm fine. My brother got arrested, but I'm fine. I got an eviction notice, but I'm fine. Family members conspire against me, but don't worry, I'm fine. I'm lonely, misunderstood, and feeling like I'm the only. Yet again, I'm fine. My grandmother is sick, but I smile because I'm fine. I have no green card and may be deported. However, I'm still calm and fine. Hunger, wars, and other misfortunes strike, but don't worry, I'm fine. I wet my pants on my way to work, but I'm fine. September 11 happened, and again, I'm fine. Katrina and Sandy rendered me homeless, but who cares? I'm fine. My father just died. No worries. I'm fine. Oh, so how are you feeling today? Is just a greeting, you say. And the answer is always, I'm fine, cause there is no need to whine. Here, we don't say how we really feel, even when unable to afford a meal. Our lives are nothing but facade and lies, 
because it feels awful to hear when someone cries. So we use the phrase, I'm fine, akin to magic pill, hoping that power of denial and ignorance can heal. And even after hearing this poem of mine, when I ask you how you feel, the answer will be, I'm fine. Hello everyone and welcome to Alucotron's free radio station. Today's subject is callousness. Our broadcast will consist of three different accounts, events that I witnessed within the past 12 months. I had no idea women can be so aggressive and violent towards each other, well at least until the night of September 22nd, 2012. It was sometime around 1 a.m. and I was on my way to grab some ice cream from the nearby store when suddenly, as I was walking towards the square, I started hearing the tumult of inhumane feminine screams coming from the direction of Summit and Sip Avenue. Being concerned, I rushed over to see what was going on and when I saw a scene of street fighting between about 15 young women, in dismay, I stopped in my tracks. However, not being able to look at this picture of misery and despair, filled with hate, profanity and a fierce struggle between the women, I ran to them swiftly and I started shouting from the top of my lungs, begging them to stop fighting and to separate. Of course, that did not work. They continued to hit each other with such fierceness and pulling each other's hair, or rather hair pieces and wigs, one would think they were fighting for their lives. Earrings and other pieces of jewelry were flying in the air and ultimately being later run over by passing by cars. There were maybe 10 men standing around and watching this absolutely tragic event, but I was the only one who intervened trying to put the end to this brawl. I could not believe how these men could stand so idly and stare with a mocking smile at all the women beating each other. Some of them were recording this sad scene with their mobile phones, behaving as if they were at the stadium watching a wrestler's battle. As I was trying pertinaciously to stop this shameful tussle, some young women would yell, don't touch me, giving me an evil look, as if it was not my business trying to separate them and restore peace on the street. When I finally thought that it was almost over, a couple of females dragged another woman from the car, knocked her down on the ground and started fist punching and kicking her with all their strength. I started trembling and my heart started to race because this was just such a familiar picture reminding me about the night when I was the one lying on the ground getting kicked in the face and receiving vicious blows to my head that opened old wounds in my heart. Anyway, I stood there helpless. I could not comprehend all that I was a witness of especially since they all seemed to know each other well. Surely they were probably under the influence of alcohol, although I did not smell it from their breath, but that was not an excuse to create such a violent scene and inflicting such fierce pain upon each other. 
they were all lucky that the police car usually patrolling the neighborhood at this hour was not around. They would all end up arrested. As I was walking back home, I said to myself, what a way to start a weekend. Another time I had been taking my routine night walk and not even a block away, I noticed a young man, maybe in his early 20s, laying down on his back near the entrance to an apartment building. His upper body was resting on the front steps while the lower part was hanging down on the sidewalk. Concerned, I patted this young man on his shoulder, but he would not move. Not even thinking twice, I went back to my apartment, grabbed my backpack where I keep my blood pressure device with the stethoscope and returned it swiftly to the unconscious stranger on the ground. I checked his blood pressure and surprisingly it was within the range. I did not know quite what to do. If I leave, I debated in my mind, someone may come and rob him or in the worst scenario, the police will be called by some paranoid tenant and report him as a trespassing hooligan or a burglar. With these thoughts on my mind, I decided to sit next to this young man and guard his body until he regained his consciousness. As I was sitting there, one of the tenants returning home looked at me and yelled, What's going on? Who is this? I don't know, but he is unconscious, I replied. Well, he should not be here. I am going to call the police. As he continued, I interjected, pleading, No, please, don't call the police. That's why I am here. I am guarding his body so nothing bad would happen to him, and I am going to stay here as long as it takes or until he regains consciousness. The man stopped talking. He looked at me carefully once again and then said, you were a good man, and then went inside the apartment building. Luckily, the young man woke up within the next hour. He was surprised seeing me guarding his body. As I was explaining to him what I was doing, I could see a disbelief in his eyes. He was truly surprised that someone entirely disinterestedly would protect a stranger lying down motionlessly on the street sidewalk. I helped him to stand up, and once I was sure he was able to walk on his own, I let him go to proceed to his final destination. The following one is the most recent account. When you as an African-American find yourself homeless in the middle of the winter at the tender age of 19 without a winter coat while temperature on the outside is 20 degrees Fahrenheit. What does this say about your parents, your other family members and your so-called friends? What does this say about our indifferent society and in general about this country? Total callousness. This is an abnormal phenomenon of our selfish, self-centered, self-absorbed, racist and unjust society. This is simply an awful, inhumane and tragic act of callousness. What went wrong with our civilization? How can we be so insensitive? And why do we let stereotypes to drive our emotions against people of different characteristics such as race or skin color? What happened to the common sense of an understanding that there is only one race, human race, and that we should all apply and practice this principle 
and the sublime emotion of an unconditional love, how can we be so insecure, prejudiced, and insensitive towards our brothers and sisters by being blind and deaf to their needs? How can we sleep at night with such humongous burden on our conscience? I don't expect anyone to answer those questions because they are rather rhetorical. But my point is that as human beings, we definitely lost our way in human relations, having no trust and mutual understanding with each other. Today, I'd witnessed this awful interaction between human beings who by profiling someone who absolutely was not a threat to anyone, manifested their own insecurities. Surprisingly, representatives of the African-American and Hispanic community were those who actively took part in this subconscious, unjust and disturbing profiling of this young and still innocent man. That was the most shocking moment of all, and I just can't get this out of my mind. These three different accounts of callousness brought me to the subject of giving, a subject quite current since this broadcast is being aired during the holiday season. Less fortunate people, especially those founding themselves in temporary setbacks, deserve to receive money, new stuff, and or things in good condition, just like anyone else on this planet. We as society have this unexplainable perception in regards to poor people or those who, due to a sudden nexus of bad circumstances in their lives are rendered less fortunate. Their unexpected financial status does not downgrade their taste in good quality, thus making them desperate to obtain any old junk others are trying to get rid of. It is not an art to bestow people with things that we dispose of, which are often worn, broken and are not needed. The real trick is to bestow others, especially the poorer than us, with things of the same quality and value, stuff which we think we deserve to be in possession. How can we be satisfied with a good deed made if it, essential, if it entails us to donate something we have usually thrown in the trash? The true form of therapy is to keep the proper balance between giving and receiving while treating less fortunate with the same sentiment of love, respect and compassion that we expect to gain from our friends and family members. Please do not call yourself a philanthropist when you help another person to show off or with the intention of receiving the award for it. Your seemingly good intention becomes nothing more than a mere business opportunity. Pure and unconditional love for humanity comes from the goodness of their hearts and this triggers the desire to selflessly and without any hidden agenda to help someone in need. Only such an act can be regarded as an act of philanthropy. Give gifts of love, not of sympathy. Thank you for listening. Spirituality and versatility in action. You are listening to Alucotron Free Radio Station.